0: Back, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay with your boys, Vaughn and Malik. It is I, Young Vaughn,
1: and it is me, Young Malik. How y'all doing today?
0: We hope you all are doing well. It has been about two weeks or so since our last episode. Um, we're not gonna, you know, lie and apologize and you know, tap dance (laughs) for you all. It's been very busy, so you know, we're trying to do our best. This is a, you know two-man show we aren't the girls over at loudspeakers that can just show up and perform you know we have to build the stage we have to create the set list we have to curate the costumes and designs we mm-hmm. set up our own lighting you know what i mean mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. it's a production and it's only produced by us too so mm-hmm. uh we have been very busy over the past month of october which is why we were so inconsistent uh yep. hopefully with fall things kind of slowing down and mellowing down and us getting back in our grooves Uh, We'll be able to be more consistent with you all, but we do have a good episode, a fun episode planned for you all. Um, But in the meantime, Malik, catch everyone up. How have you been? What have you been up to?
1: I've been like Aaliyah, back, back, forth, forth. I mean, bitch, I feel like I should have been on Boomerang the way that my life has been just, you know, going back and forth and spinning around. But um, what I am reminded of in like this season of fall is that I'm not my circumstance. You know, Ooh. October is over now. My birthday season is over. Um, but there are just so many things that have happened over the last few weeks. I've I've lost a lot of people in my life. I've gone to three funerals in the month of October. Ooh. And um, I went to one last week. My my childhood best friend's grandmother passed away. I was very close with her and I, you know, we laid her to rest just last weekend. And so what I'm reminded of is that I'm not my circumstance, but all in all, I've just been, you know, just feeling the effects of life and kind of just feeling a little bit down. But, um, I'm really grateful for like friends and family. And also the practices that I have within my life that kind of keep me sane, like my yoga practice and, um you know work honestly that I'm able to kind of just take my mind away from these things and and focus on things that are, are just more positive um and and and, the, and that don't keep me so so actively always thinking about it and 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 pondering about it um but all in all October was such a fun month for me um really celebrating my birthday and having time to celebrate with you and have dinner with you. And I got to travel. And so, you know, as we move closer into the end of the year, I'm just really wanting, um, to close out the year strong and be more about myself. And so, um, how I've been, I've been all around, but I'm good. (laughs) Good.
0: Good. Um, October, was a uh, good month for myself as well. um Kind of kicked my ass a little bit, uh, yeah. but in a good way. um But I, I was blessed to sign my offer letter for my new position that starts at the top of next year. Uh, Gag. Yeah, I'm gonna be real booked and busy. I'm gonna be re- you mm-hmm. know real on a plane Monday through Friday. You know, <laughs> which is it's really interesting because. I always jokingly say that like I the, I like I think I've even talked about it on this podcast where manifestation isn't something that works for me. <laughs> like I always, I've, I think I've said it before where I feel like I get the opposite of what I ask for when I try to manifest things or like anyway, my point is I I was I've been reflecting a lot and you know trying to regain and regain structure and focus cuz that's the one thing I will say that 2019 has definitely taken from me is like my ability to focus and really concentrate on uh, myself and taking care of myself and I think it's because I've been under so much stress um, at my current position but um, with this new position I literally won't have a boss or a director I won't have I am the boss I am the director like I'll be going from around the the country um, doing my own thing and really just reporting back to a company which is so fun Uh, I cannot wait for that. Um, but yeah, I've been good. I got to spend uh, some time in Florida with my family. My nephew's birthday is the day after mine, little Scorpio legend that he is. So we celebrated his first birthday and like, like let me tell you something. <laughs> I spent like 12 hours cooking. <laughs> like I am officially a fucking uncle because I was in slides and create making sauces from scratch and like, you know, great cooking, just cooking down. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun. I always say like the older I get, the more, uh, the more I love being around family and and being surrounded by family. And it was just, it was a really good time. Uh, it was really funny. I was actually talking to one of my cousins who works in the industry and we were having conversation and I, I I don't know why, but I felt like ever since I came out to my parents, I just figured everyone would know I was gay. (laughs) Cause like, you know, your parents are like the only people that like, you're like afraid to tell or whatever. Um, and we were talking and I said something about negative and she was like, huh? <laughs> mind <laughs> you, you she, telling me this. Mind you, she lived with me and she was just like, Wait, you're wait, you never said that to me before and I was like, Oh, I, I thought you knew. <laughs> like I just figured. I figured, you, but so it's it's funny, and that happened with three of my cousins. So I feel like I've been coming out all over again, but this time it's just been very girl, <laughs> right? Like, get, because get everyone like <laughs> all you know, like it's like
1: the second round of coming right, out, right? It's like, like your mom knows, your dad knows, <laughs> my
0: siblings and, know, like right? <laughs> but um, but no, October's been very good. I I think I'm like cocooning into the stage of like carefree, um, but focused. You know, yeah, the carefree, definitely but focused, carefree,
1: you know? because I think like. Once you like start entering your late twenties at the point where where we are Girl, I'm still in my (laughs) music. i'm holding on to it excuse me i'm sorry i'm in my late 20s i'm not sure how old Vaughn is Uh, i'm 24 today (laughs) i do think that like once you start getting, getting to your late 20s like you do start feeling a lot more bold in yourself yeah um and just it's just because you've had a little bit more time to kind of go through that phase of playing and being carefree and being like that messy exploratory gay right and um if you had the opportunity to do to do that yet yeah, i everyone, know that you know. i have for sure i'm just at a different point now it's like okay mature mature what i want to do <laughs> and i know where i want to go and this is how i'm gonna get there
0: right absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely i was gonna mm-hmm. say something and i completely fucking forgot
1: <laughs> well maybe while we're getting it together you can't remember
0: there we go friend
1: yeah <laughs> So, if you guys are new to the show, Get It Together is a segment that Vaughn and I do that is dedicated to really sounding off on mental and health, emotional wellness tips that are current in our theme and that we're practicing right now. And right now, I talked about in, in the beginning of the show, I've kind of experienced a lot of death, a lot of death, and a lot of loss and sadness in my life the last few weeks. And with that, the theme that I um, find that, that really rings true when someone, when it seems that, that someone close to you suddenly dies, um, what comes to me is your ignorance will not save you. And what that means is a lot of times we choose to be blissfully ignorant to a mm-hmm. lot of important things. And we make conscientious, conscientious decisions to not be aware, to, not, to be oblivious. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you know you you know you when you know there's it. honesty, there's truth, and you have to be accountable. You're right, Vaughn? You have to deal with you know the person's feelings. You have to deal with the situation. And so often, when we when people that are close to us are going through things, we we will, we will turn a blind eye because we don't want to have to deal with it. And when the funeral comes or when the event goes south, we're the ones falling out and screaming and hollering, wishing we could have done something better. Would have, could have, should have. And none of that shit really matters. And it's so important that as, you know, I'm entering my late 20s now and my grandparents are getting older, you know, and older people in my life that were there that grew up around me, they're leaving. And I recently lost someone that was a part of my life and I had to be accountable to the fact that I turned a blind eye to her situation. Mm. And that I had to be accountable and really sit in the truth and honesty that I made a decision that this situation was too sad for me, so I didn't want to be around it. Mm. But I was just watching Greenleaf the other day, and Lady May always brings the word she said, when you do damage to even one part of, your, of yourself, of your family, of your life, you do damage to every other person that loves you. Mm. You do harm. And that harm is, wh- because I was not there, because I turned a blind eye, I wasn't able to see her in her final moments. That's because I turned a blind eye, I was not able to support my, my best friend David as he watched his grandmother transition. So there's so many things that happen and, and that doesn't make me a bad person, but what it, what, it, what it is, is it's, it's a chance to be honest about it and to be introspective and say, you know what, what did my ignorance really save me from? Heartache during the time when it was happening? But how, how much heartache do you feel now knowing that you weren't even able to be around and be supportive when you weren't even the person really going through the, the deepest and the darkest pain. Right. So I think all in all to get it together today is you guys don't run from the truth, mm. run towards the truth because the run truth never changes. It never fades and it always stays the same. It's always current because it's really connected to ourselves and it's connected to a high power. So my get it together is if there's something that you are being blissfully ignorant about, there's some information that you know and you have or something that you have not investigated further, just to continue to create conveniences for yourself. You got to step out of that and find some type of, um, some type of truth in yourself so you can walk towards it. That's my get it. That is
0: is excellent friend. Um, I think that actually, that actually resonates with me because I, one of the things I just recently did was get tested. Um, and I'm not going to, I was a little afraid, uh, Cause mm. I, 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 There's something happened at work where I got poked by a needle and I had to go mm-hmm. get like full blood testing. And okay. I had kind of been uh, staying away from the whole idea of getting tested. Like I'm literally on like my, my last few prep pills and I need to re-up. And uh, when I reached out to my doctor, he was like, well, you have to get tested. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, well, I'm going on vacation, so I'll do it when I get back. And I had kind of been putting it off. And it's not even that I've been like wild sexually active or like, been doing a lot or like putting myself you know quote-unquote at risk but uh for whatever reason the idea of getting testing getting tested is still a little like dicey um and when I got tested when I got the call I was walking my dog and um as she was telling me everything like I was terrified
1: really terrified
0: because what was going
1: through your mind when you were thinking this that one time I didn't use a car Oh, yeah. that one time I didn't use a condom. Yeah, I had a little, Do you know how many people have that same thought?
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, it's crazy that we like have to quote unquote, like live in fear that of something that it's like, I don't know. It just, it sucks that we, as, especially as gay black men kind of have to live with that experience or, or that fear. Um, Cause it's yeah. not something to, I mean, it's not, you know, rainbows and and daisies but it's not a a death sentence either way and the ironic part about it was she was like oh you're healthy you're fine everything is good however you have anemia do you know you have anemia and i was like bitch what (laughs) the fuck you talking about (laughs) somebody get this bitch a steak i was right (laughs) i was over here worried about other shit meanwhile i have anemia how the fuck did i get anemia like what? Where did this I I didn't even I honestly didn't even know men could be anemic. Like it runs in my family. My mother's anemic. Uh i I have an aunt that's anemic and her daughter is anemic. And I used to always make fun of her well, I not make fun of her, but I used to always joke with her, like, you always cold, you know, like she has her little iron pills that she would take and I'd be like, Ooh, it sucks to be a woman because, you know, periods and anemia and da 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 And here are my big ass is anemic. <laughs> like <laughs> She was like, yeah, you need to up your 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 uh, iron intake. Uh, I suggest lean red meat. And I'm like, I don't eat red meat. And she was like, well, find a supplement, sis. <laughs> like,
1: okay. I'll you need figure iron. it
0: out. Right. So that, that resonates uh, with me. And that also kind of connects with a little bit of truth in my get it together. Um, hmm. And mine is don't allow anyone the opportunity to define how you should be treated. Hey, and I know I'll probably people hear that and immediately think relationship wise, because that's very valid. However, mine is personal and it's in the workplace. Uh, I think I've already shared on this podcast for months how like my current position, my director is trash. Um, <clears throat> she's caused a divide in our department. Uh, hmm. She's just she's trash, period. Um, pretty much everyone dislikes her. And the, I think the... And, I, and I've always known this in regards to, like, HR. HR is not there for the employees. It's there for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I've... And it's it's working in a white space, a professional white space, when you're literally... Um, up until two months ago, I was the only black man that worked uh, in management for the... I've worked at the company now for, what, 16 months?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for... 13 of those 16 months I was the only black man in management I'm still the youngest black man in management There's a new manager that was just hired I am one of two black people In my department Mind you there's 10 managers In my department alone Including my director And I'm one of two So it's a very white workspace. There's a lot of microaggressions. There's a lot of and it's on top of it being a white workspace, it's an older white workspace. And I always get reminded of how young I am or my age or et cetera. As if that's
1: like a bad thing that I'm young. Or as if it gives
0: them credence to treat me however they want to treat Uh me because of my age, right? People say like, Oh, you 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 know, you scaled very quickly in in you know in the industry and you know for working in luxury and blah 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 and you know you should just be grateful for where you are you should just play the game you should just et etc cetera, et cetera. and nah my nigga just go out and bullshit right and the one thing is with me like I'm Jamaican right so I'm very prideful it's just a part of our like the way we were raised I don't know what it is Jamaican could have a, a Jamaican person can have a literally nothing and will walk around like <laughs> like the shit. Right. That's just and it's funny because it makes me <laughs> the other uh, black person in my in management in my department uh, is we're very, very cool. And it was funny because one of the another department person came in and they were like, you know, they were kind of sharing how they were, quote unquote, intimidated by me prior to like getting to know me, which I've heard forever.
1: And <laughs> Did you asked like more questions of why they felt intimidated? I don't ask anymore,
0: because at this point, I'm like, it's either because I'm a big black man or because I don't uh I don't tap dance. I don't know. Like, (laughs) I'm not mean. I smile from time to time. I say good afternoon, good morning, hello to pretty much everyone that I see. I know people by name. Like, I... It's not me. (laughs) And it's funny because... My, she's my assistant director. is the other black, the other black person, and she was like, "Well, you do kind of walk around this bitch like you're Rihanna,
1: <laughs> <laughs> bitch." Not they smelled it on you. And I
0: started dying laughing, and I was like, "But I'll be saying hi to people. I try to be nice. Like, what do I need to?" do And she was like, "It's okay. They don't like me either." She's like, she was just like, and it, it's. I'm saying all this to say is I've had to go to HR because of my current a uh, director more than I've, I've never, I've literally never had to go to HR for anything before. I've never been written up, never had any kind of issues. Like literally at my last uh, property, I was the one that was like dissolving everyone else's drama. Like literally I sat my director and my assistant director out of my last property and was like, so how do we fix this? <laughs> like little 2122 22 year old me was like, how do we fix this there's yeah. a clear problem here communication is the issue we need to learn how to fix this so we can work and gel together and they both looked at me like nigga if you don't mind your business but like i've always been that person i've never i'm i'm someone that i would rather inconvenience myself than to have to deal with the feelings and emotions of others i've inconvenienced so i've never and i've never had to deal with anything like this and the one thing i keep hearing from like these older white people is to essentially just bend over and take it yeah and like that's not happening unless you my nigga so like (laughs) so like i'm not gonna allow anyone to treat me however they want to and i've always been like that from when i was a front desk agent and i told my gm the hotel gm to watch his tone when speaking to me (laughs)
1: like
0: to now as as a manager telling my director learn who the fuck you talking to i didn't say that of course but like watch your tone and watch the way you speak to me because i'm not an idiot I'm very well informed. I do my job better than you do yours. And quite frankly, I've had to onboard and train everyone you've brought in here. And you've brought in some idiots.
2: Mm.
0: Nice people. Idiots when it comes to performance. So all in all, my get it together is to stand firm in who the fuck you are and don't allow anyone to, to determine how you should be treated. You need to take full ownership of, of, the, of yourself And how people treat you because if you let niggas walk all over you, they will stomp all over you. A town stomp. You will be that doormat. And I refuse to be anyone's doormat. So, in whatever regard, whether it's work, personal, friendships, you define how you're treated. So, if you don't like how you're getting treated, fix it. Okay. And with that, you heard it here, folks. (laughs) We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with y'all.
1: Hey, you guys, it's Malik. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show so far. Remember to tell your friends about what we're doing here. This is a community-based show, and the only way we're going to grow is with your help. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share our show with all of your friends and your family. Now back to the episode.
0: All right, so for this week's Growing Up Kid, we had the pleasure... Of, introduce, of interviewing, not introducing, <laughs> interviewing <laughs> uh, the lovely Amaya. Malik, do you want to fill everyone in on this interview that they're about to hear?
1: Yeah, so Amaya Johns is a trans advocate also um, a beauty queen. She is a pageant queen. She is um, the former Miss North America, a former Miss Duval, a former Duval. Miss Renaissance newcomer, a former um just so so she she's a well-renowned pageant queen nationally a nationally known pageant queen also she had the opportunity to do um to perform for k michelle so she was on k michelle's show and she went viral a few years ago for actually impersonating k michelle so um you know this interview is just really fun and you'll learn a lot about amaya's journey and and if you've never heard or experienced uh a person that that that's of trans experience you will learn something during this interview
0: so check it out
1: check it out Hey you guys And we're back with this week's Growing Up Gay If you're new to the show The Growing Up Gay portion is When we get to interview someone And or talk about a topic That's relevant to us And this week we have None other than Amaya Johns A.K.A. Amaya Chancellor As our guest this week So if you don't know Who Amaya Johns is She is a pageant queen She is a blogger She's an advocate And also just a beautiful Chocolate girl Yes (laughs) <laughs> Amaya, welcome to the show Thank you so much for having me <laughs> <laughs> So, for the people who don't know who you are They don't know your story Who is Amaya Johns and how did you come up with the name Amaya? Um,
3: honestly, now I feel like Amaya Johns is someone who was always inside of me From a young age Um, I just didn't know how to identify with with this superhero, advocate, person, whomever, Um, but I feel like she's always been there. I just feel like it took courage, certain situations, life, of course, um, in order to bring this person about. Um, I chose the name Amaya. Um, Actually, it was my freshman year. I was in the club and um I had freshman year of high school or college freshman year of college so I had just started doing drag shows and um I was going by my birth name or biological name at first and it was unisex um but I didn't really see it as a big deal Mm -hmm. so I remember them asking like well what is your stage name you know you're up next and I was like I don't know. And Amaya was just (laughs) something that popped in my head and it stuck. So that's honestly how I came up with the name. But um, everything else behind that person has always just been there. Well, behind the name.
0: Now, being that you do work uh, in the world of, uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there can be a lot of rejection that comes with that, whether it's trying to win the crowd over, maybe somebody's not feeling your show, right. or they're not feeling whatever you know you're know you trying to give. How do you deal with rejection in all spaces, but especially that one from a, a performer standpoint?
3: Honestly, from a, a performer standpoint, because um, I've won many pageants, but there were a lot more that I lost, and um, I dealt with it by just having positive people around me who kept it 100 like You know, since you're upset, I understand you're emotional, but you didn't win. it. You really didn't win it. Or, you you know, the other girl deserved to win it. Or, you know, someone who's letting you know, like, you were cheated. But overall, um, I had to remember that there will always be other opportunities. And when I'm in the position of winning, I don't want people to chastise me or look at me any differently when I know that I won for a fact. So I always try to tell myself, okay, like, think about how that person... Who did advance past you would feel, you know, if that was stripped from them. Like, what if it it was you? So that's what I have to mentally tell myself in order to deal with any type of um, situation that would um, involve um, things not going in my favor. Whether that's dating, um, job opportunities, Uh friendships, uh, whatever. I just look at it as like, okay, what can I pull out of this as a learning experience and how can i apply this to the next time that i'm faced with something like this Ooh, I, love that.
1: I do too I love, that. Yeah. I love it too. because i mean it's it's like if you can't look at <clears throat> your lessons and look at what's what's happening in your life and say what can i learn from this What then what the hell are you doing you know what's rihanna right? has a
0: quote that i love what is it it's, it's never a failure always a lesson Amen. And I, I, I kind of I, I try to go by that Even though sometimes You know your mind
3: <laughs> Your mind I mean beats, it's always Easier said than yeah. done But a lot of times I, I literally just have to Sit back and reflect And be like You know It could be worse Right You know Whatever it were You were on the other foot I just always try to Put myself in Someone else's position That's a good That's a good place That's a good standpoint
0: Yeah That's a good
1: standpoint Thank you What are you doing To advocate for people Like yourself For the trans and queer community Okay, so when people here advocate, they automatically go to someone who's marching, <laughs>
3: right? Who's at rallies, <laughs> right, getting arrested, doing whatever, and all those things are great to advocate. But the way I advocate is by living my life openly. Mm. One thing that I've learned is that a lot of people don't have um, people in their family who may be trans, um, may not have a trans co worker, just you know, may not have that trans experience at all. So I felt like, when I sat down and told myself, like, if we're going to go forward with this advocating title, what can we do to set ourselves apart from everybody else who's advocating? What's going to be unique about you getting your voice heard and representing women like you? And it was simply to just be as open as possible on social media. Um, Coming up with my YouTube channel, which I'm always just giving advice to. Um, girls like myself, even people who aren't of trans experience, they ask for advice on how to deal with situations or they're just curious right. and I think a lot of the ignorance that we experience today is because people just don't know so I feel like you don't have to know me personally but being a friend of mine on social media or tuning into my YouTube channel um, kind of gives you that invite into my living room or my space and right. um, and how I deal with things on a day to day basis from my standpoint. Right. And that's just my way of advocating your, your honestly, visibility
0: and, is a part of it. My visibility is my so
3: truth and just doing me. I love
1: it. Because I mean, honestly, there's so many people that you're not gonna get them to come to a rally or right. to come to a march or to come to right. to City Hall. But you will get them with just living authentically and right. being visible and being honest. Right. Like that will change their mind about so many things Just seeing someone being So open and honest and About who they people are, are more so Into
3: just social media So I mean Even with my YouTube
1: I have a video
3: on there Explaining um, What my, is your YouTube
0: By the way for Oh I'm
3: sorry My YouTube is All about Amaya That is my Instagram as well So A-L-L-A-B-O-U-T-A-M-I-Y-A-H All one word And um, On there I mean There's just a video My YouTube is Shy of what A month Wow, a month and a half. Yeah. So I. And you have like a thousand subscribers already. Or yeah, like just that. about. Wow. And then my views are like in the three thousands. Wow. So I'm like, okay, well, somebody has to see it. Instagram, right. I have 14k followers, so I know I'm doing something. Um, even with the messages and emails that I have received from people who were inspired for my video, and you know, might have thought about committing suicide, or just it's so many different things that have uh, reassured me that. I am advocating and doing the right thing through social media. And I think
0: being visible and being, you know, open with your visibility, Mm -hmm. I think that's a brilliant way to advocate because a lot of people sometimes don't embrace when someone's yelling in their face telling Mm -hmm. them how they should feel, how they should accept something. Uh, Sometimes if someone is just clicking around on YouTube and they stumble on your channel, uh, like, they might not automatically know because you are you know, very beautiful. Right. Like, thank you. They're not going to automatically know that you're trans, but they, if they just fall in love with a Mayan and they happen to find out that's a part of your story, right. then it's like, it, it allows them to be like, okay, well, wait a minute.
1: Like, whoa, I didn't right. even know that.
0: Like,
3: exactly.
1: It gives them, like, then they have to be more cognizant of their ignorance. Right, and because it also get...
3: breaks that narrative that society has on trans women, mm-hmm. that you look a particular way, right. you act a certain type of way, you aren't afforded these advances as everybody else. So. Right. Just living my truth, honestly, is my way of advocating.
0: I love it. I so. uh, we, we mentioned social media quite mm-hmm. a lot uh, already in this interview. Um, part of that was you going viral because of your K uh, Michelle mm-hmm. uh, impersonation. So, how did that performance and how did that moment resonate with you? What was that like when you like posted the clip and then all of a sudden you were okay? Viral?
3: So with that. Um but one, it was it was an amazing experience and I believe that video might have been like five years old now and I'm still like just reaping benefits from it. But um, I was living in, in Tallahassee at the time. Just did a, a regular show. I didn't intend on it going anywhere or I would get comparisons to K. Michelle but you know, I was just like, you know, whatever. Um, I did a mix of the songs that I liked. Right. Um, and just performed it I remember a friend of mine in Tallahassee recording me and he put it on YouTube. Um, I went to work that next day and my phone was blowing up at least maybe like around 11 o'clock. Like non to the point to where I thought maybe someone had died or there was an right. accident or something. And it was just people like, oh my God, your video's in the shade room. And uh, K. Michelle had it on her Instagram. And... Um, so, that was just from day one. By the third day, it already had, from just from Facebook alone, it was like at a million views. Wow. And then, um, they added it on YouTube, and then that grew. Wow. Um, I did get a lot of hate from certain people, but that's expensive. Of course, right. You know, people don't understand the um, artistry behind female impersonation. Right. So, it was that. Um, VH1 reached out to me and asked me to come to Atlanta to film. Wow for K Michelle's show, but they didn't tell her that I was gonna perform. So that was interesting. Um her hairstylist hit me up and was like, She's seen your video, um just letting you know that she has seen it, she loves it. Um we'll get reach out to you. Um what happened? And everything happens for a reason because it was maybe three weeks then she had performed until I had seen I got to go to the concert, meet her VIP. VIP. Wow. She was like, she loved me. She was telling um, her security guard and Glam Squad who I was. Um, and she was like, next time in Atlanta, make sure you come out. I've been to at least five of her concerts. Wow. Um, and every time I see her, she shows me love. She tells That's everybody cool. who I am. Um, the filming experience was amazing. Seeing like how they film Love Hip Hop right. and everything. I, no, this was her, this is her per- show. Her. her own personal show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had all her friends on the mm-hmm. show with her. Yeah, yeah, she sure did. And um honestly it was just an amazing experience. Like I, I I don't wanna say like I just knew, but I feel like I'm somebody regardless. So right. I just you know, to me it was just like, Okay, it's K Michelle, I like <laughs> her, but I don't know. I just feel like I haven't even scratched the surface, surface. of what's To come for me, so I just looked at it as like you know I'm grateful for this opportunity, and I'm ready for whatever's you know next. Right. Mm
1: How did you get into the art of female impersonation? Um,
3: I didn't know anything about drag or anything. My I graduated high school June 2007. I went to Tallahassee for school August. I think it was like August 30th or 31st. Um, I met a trans woman by the name of Nina Chancellor who's my gay grandma and then my gay mom um did well does shows too her name is Destiny Chancellor and um I met her at the club I did one performance and it was a hot mess cause I had seen <laughs> some girls performing I was like oh my god I could do that I, I feel like I could do better right um and then you got know, on stage <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about the art but um them and then the influence of others took me under their wings and people will see something in you that you didn't you know know was in yourself so Mm -hmm. um they just groomed me taught me how to do my makeup um put my whole looks together and the rest is history like I I just feel like I I was just around the right people at the right time and it it worked worked. for real
1: (laughs) Wow! So, out of all the pageants you've done, you know Miss Duval Newcomer, Miss Renaissance Newcomer, Miss Florida Extravaganza Newcomer. I'm sorry, are you Florida? girl? Yeah, I'm from Florida now. Me South Florida, oh. South
3: Florida. Oh. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> um, um, well, I'm from, but really all over Broward County. But I went to high school to... at Plantation High School. Come on, Plantation! I just yeah. went back to my. Um, I went to Margate Middle. To my. Yeah. I on my tell us about Margaret Middle. Now, why did you make that fast? Fast. <laughs> you know? From what I mean baby, it was just a white school. You know, it, like I say white Caucasian. It, I grew up in Hispanic. A, yeah, yeah. In a mostly white area. Yeah, I grew up Lakes Middle School, then um North Lyder um North School. Lod- Lod- Come on, Lakes Middle School. Oh, my my cousin's 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 yeah. But yeah, I just um I actually just went back to my high school's um homecoming. They always have the Former cheerleaders come back and cheer. So yeah. I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sorry. What was the <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the question was, you know, you've done so many pageants. Mm-hmm. You've been, I think, the, the most recent one was Miss North America, right? Right. And that was that was 2017. Yep. Okay. And out of the, out of all the ones that you've done, which one was your favorite? It should be the queen, and why? <laughs>
3: hard to choose but honestly can I do my top three yeah. top three yes. okay so Duval for sure that every floor everybody in the world wants to be Duval and being from Florida you have to get get that to me I feel like having um the title of Miss Duval anything is like a stamp of approval wow. for you to go on and do anything else so definitely Duval Because they groomed me to go snatch everything else. (laughs) Um, And you did. (laughs) Did Because she's one one of all the newcomer pageants, pretty much. The second one would be Renaissance. And I won 16 titles. But Renaissance would be one because it was my first time, my second time competing in Atlanta. But my first title in Atlanta. And um, that whole experience was just amazing. It was my first national title. They had me everywhere, and I just got the full um, pageant experience, and it was just like on a whole nother level. I remember that night I competed against nine other girls. Wow! wow. So, you know, that was just what is that being. like
1: competing against nine other girls, and I there only nervous, could be one winner. Right? But
3: the way everybody else was looking at me that night, I think they all knew that I was the you was that girl. Yeah, I was you the one girl me. to be watched. So. <laughs> That and then my last one be North America. Best pageant thus far. I flew all over the United States. I literally couldn't even compete for anything else because he had you booked twice a month my entire year. Like it was an amazing experience. And I gave that title up two years ago. And every time you come back, it's like you won all over again. Yeah. Wow. Plus, Stasha crowned me, and that's one of my idols. So um, I think that was just that would top it off anyway because that's somebody I looked up to since I came into the art form and for her to crown me was just like, you know. That was What's, good for me.
1: What was one thing that really stuck out about Stasha that drew you to her? Ooh,
3: what stuck out to me because I used to watch her over and over. It was a clip that D-West would take and mesh all of her shows together mm-hmm. on YouTube, but it was one that she performed um, at Duval. I don't know what she. Oh, she was running as Georgia Continental, and um, oh my God, it was this little bathing suit that she wore, and I just could not believe that she was trans because I'm like, she's petite, you know, like this this woman is bodied. And doing my research, and I, you know, when I found out she was transgender, I was just like,
1: and from Florida, and from Florida, <laughs> it
3: yeah. just I don't know. It kind of relit a fire in me, because I was like, I wanna, I don't want to be her, but I definitely want to be something like her, I want right. to be in that zone, yeah. and um, just her beauty, I mean, that's just a given, she's very gorgeous, and I like that she was, because there are girls who are pretty but lazy, but with her, it's like, she's pretty, and you get she the grind and the work ethic, yeah, yeah, so that's what stood out um to me about her. Now the reason why I, no. I want I specify I want to specify
0: if you were from, from Florida is because everything about you that I've learned so far reminds me of my sister Aaliyah, who mm. she's transitioning she's also a- Haitian. Wow. Um, yeah so i anyway, are from Florida South Florida so it was mm-hmm. like, "Damn, this is <laughs> crazy. crazy." So like since you did transition, what do you, what would you say has been the hardest part about the transition because I know for her like talking to her family because of course you come from a Caribbean family, right. a Haitian family like it's one thing to come out as gay, it's another thing to transition and like do that in front of them and like living you know, in the household, so for mm-hmm. you what was the, the hardest part for you about transitioning? The
3: hardest part for my transition, back then I used to feel like it would be coming out or you know, speaking with your family, but once you do that, you just come out and live in your truth and you don't give people the option to love you, mm. which is something that I stand by with anybody. Um, mm, I love it, like it. that. It you does. do not have the option to love me. No, right. Either you, you do or you don't. Right, you don't get to choose when you want to or... That's a word. That's a, a, a fucking, fucking word. Option you me. don't have an option. Mm. So, um, so, dealing with family, that, that wouldn't be the hardest thing. For me, honestly, what I'm learning... Is the hardest thing for me is knowing that there are people out there who hate you specifically for you just being you or hate you because of something they heard because a lot of people that hate you are misunderstood well don't know about you or the community mm. that you represent so um, they're misinformed right. and that's the scariest part knowing that someone can hate you and not have all the pieces to the puzzle. Right, especially as a black trans woman with all you've know, heard about trans all the,
0: the the murders. Right, so I'm
3: not even gonna lie. That's something that I think about every day when I leave my house. Wow, um, that's quite the burden.
1: To, that's a to huge carry. burden yeah. to have. Like, I mean, I only can imagine like how that affects your psyche and dealing. Mm. And this I mean,
3: I don't live in fear. I do believe in God, and I, I know that God loves me. And I pray every morning and night. But I do know when I leave my house, I'm like, okay we gotta pray first we need to watch our surroundings and what are we doing as you know what are we doing as a trans woman to ensure that we're not meeting these problems halfway Mm -hmm. so that could be from entertaining someone out in public Um, I just just try to do my best to make sure that I'm not doing anything that's gonna put me in a place for someone to harm me or something like that or for me to feel uncomfortable or you know For me to just feel out of place Cause I'm I deserve to have everything Just like everybody Absolutely. else So yeah. I'll just make sure that I'm Cautious of that at all times right. And That would probably be My biggest fear right now Is just Knowing that there are people who Who don't understand you Um And they don't care to mm.
1: That's That's like a whole like mind fuck I think yeah. I, I, Oftentimes for me Because <clears throat> when I'm working and I can't even comprehend being trans and having to deal with that, but it's like when I'm working and you have so many ignorant people around you, especially like dealing with microaggression at work, like, and that's just so minute compared to what we're talking about. But, um, people just are ignorant willfully Willfully. and they do it. And it's so blatant. And so just so disrespectful. And it's just like, Wow, like you have to really build up a tolerance for that. You, do. you have to
3: build up a tolerance, and you also have to build up... Almost an immunity. Um, yeah, immunity, yeah. but... And I won't even say that, because with that, you kind of just tend to just forget it. But that's something that you don't want to forget. And it's right. not that, you know, I want to remember how people treat me in ignorant moments, but... It, to me, it just keeps me up on my game on yeah. surviving when it comes to just everyday life. Because at the end of the day, it's a struggle. People say, you know, black men leaving the house um, have to survive. And it's a struggle. And it's the same thing, if not worse, for a trans women. No, it's absolutely worse. Um, yeah. You know, I, that's just something that I just will not understand. It people will tell you, like, I don't understand. And I honestly don't care yeah. to understand. Yeah.
1: And that's like the privilege of not caring. Yeah. I don't wanna care. I don't I, I don't wanna hear about it.
3: And I feel like if you don't you don't understand something or you my whole thing is why well, I challenge people all the time is like if you don't care for LGBTQ, whatever, that's totally fine. But you still owe everybody respect. Respect And yeah. it's just simple mm-hmm. as that. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to like. it's certain things that I don't like but I respect people and right. because of the way I was raised and my respect, self respect. Um, it just allows me to respect everybody else's differences. So, Absolutely. you know, blame
1: me, mama. I don't know. <laughs> always, always blame the mama. Always blame the mama. Yep. Describe the perfect date.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> it could change so many times
3: because, I mean, I'm just a variety girl, and, you know. But my perfect date would be. I don't even want to say perfect. My ideal date, your ideal date. That's bad. nothing is perfect, right? Um, right now, I would say, God, what's the name of the place in Park City Market? Ooh. So at the rooftop, okay. The weather would be roughly about sixty-five, seventy. So that way, my makeup is intact. Come on, <laughs> um, I could still maybe do a, a light layer, but right. still show a little skin. Um I would meet him there because I'm real iffy about people knowing where I stay at. Mm -hmm. So I would meet him there. Um and walk up looking like a million dollars. Definitely walk up looking like a million dollars. Give (laughs) an entrance. Give the whole (laughs) entrance. So I would downplay it like you know, I'm just, you know, dress like whatever, but really coming in and clearing have to have on my smell goods. He would meet me with roses mm. and only have eyes for me. Mm. Um, he would show his affection and not instead like his tonguing me down right. and, and everything else, but he his body language and his smile would Jane. reassure me and everyone else around me in the room that he only has eyes for me. And we would go up the elevator, shop to the top, good music, good drinks. Um, He would not take his eyes off me. We would talk all night. He would be a gentleman. And he wouldn't know much about me as a person in my background, but he would care enough simply because he cares for me and wants to care for me even more. Um, We would have drinks there, go back down, go have dinner somewhere, walk through the park, which is around Ponce City Market. And we would sit and maybe talk for, like, three hours. Um, I would hug him. We would go our separate ways. And he would text me the entire time till I got home. We would probably sit on the phone for another hour. <laughs> Come on, communication. <laughs> I mean, listen. Oh, I just live for communication. <laughs> and um, he would just, he would be the opposite of everything that I've dealt with and every person that I've experienced. Uh. It would definitely be a new experience and every time when i that i would feel like you know like wow he would hit me with something else and yeah i would leave that date just knowing that this person has my best interest at heart he has my safety in mind and he just doesn't care like he just Giving me what you deserve. Yeah. Giving me what I deserve. Yes. And not only that, not giving it to me because he knows that it's something that I deserve. He's giving it to me because that's what he wants for me. Mm. So that would be the perfect day for me. I love that. I mean, I was, I was sitting like, that that there. Was that was thorough. I was, I was in. I was like this, <laughs> like, in my seat, biting my nails. Like, is this story going I was like I did to drive home my <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's ideally that, I, that would definitely be, like, the perfect day for me. i love it i love it can i get a date like
1: that
0: okay a date for three three. i'll take that as well so we're about to play a really fun game get to to know you a little better uh this one's called all about amaya (laughs) so we're gonna give you some options either or and you pick okay so speaking of that day would you if you're going out you want to feel sexy you want to feel good you want to feel comfortable like is it a mini dress or is it a, a bomb jumpsuit? Are you giving them Fashion Nova like typical sexy mini dress or are you like, you Give know, a little grown and sexy jumpsuit?
3: Um, I feel like grown and sexy is already on my Instagram. Like typically <laughs> when I go out with my homegirls. So um, with me wanting to put my best foot forward and show him. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Showing him diversity mm, um, so in what the type of woman that I am. The range. Oh, <laughs> Show a little skin, but still be covered. So I'm going to go with a trendy um, fashion statement. Yes. Okay. I love it.
0: Cool. All right. All right. Um, are you going to give him bundles, or are you going to give him a cut? Something short and sexy, or are you going to give, you know...
3: I think Ages. I'm gonna give him bundles, bundles. but maybe pull behind <laughs> my ear so he gets into my cheekbones.
0: Oh, <laughs> I like that. See, uh, options. Options. Option. okay. Options. Right. The shoe, right? Because you know, you, are you giving him a pump? Are you giving him a little platform? Is it a wedge?
3: Maybe, maybe even a flat. Um, definitely not a flat. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with the flats, but maybe like for. Yeah, I'm a heel kind of girl. So it would definitely be open till I have pretty toes. Eee. White polish always. <laughs> um, maybe about a four or five inch heel. Nice. A strap across the toe. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you, I,
0: I, the stripper girl you do have pretty feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so how you know. She because she's like, know. she's like, I'm not hiding anything. Yes. You, see? No, I'm just see that,
3: you know, you're dealing with a grown woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm not really a pop kind of girl. It's well, definitely right. like open toe. I do a wedge too, but he's definitely going to get, you know, It's if the outfit is simple, it's going to be a stupid shoe. That's really, how yeah. I like I offset. So
0: we're going to switch it a little bit now. Okay. Old school, are you going Mariah or Whitney?
3: Oh, God, I love Whitney, but Mariah. Mariah? Yeah.
0: Bring it to current days. You, Florida, Carisha or JT?
3: JT. JT! <laughs> all day, okay. I'm going off of um, who's writing music. Writing yeah. music? I'm with that. So that, that was all about
0: Amaya. All <laughs> like, right. about Amaya. That was cute. <laughs> so that's going to bring us to the uh, growing. A uh, cool. portion of this interview, so Malik, yes. take it on
1: over. So Amaya, looking back to your childhood, um, what was it like for Fabian growing up in the sandbox? Um, we're talking me, like K, K through eight.
3: Oof. Okay, so let's do K through five first. K, K through five. Um, very good times. Um, of course, I knew that there was something different about me, but me at that age. I was into Pokemon, so I had so many. That, I had like. a, a Who's whole, your favorite Pokemon? Um, I want to say Bulbasaur. Oh, so yeah.
1: that's a great starter Pokemon. But Bulbasaur <laughs> was the Pokemon that you picked, and you knew you could beat um, Pewter Gym, Brock, mm-hmm. and then you know you can go beat Misty in Cerulean. Yeah, um, I
3: think the only weakness they had was electric. No, fire, I think. Fire, yeah, fire and uh, wind. So the bird mm-hmm. flying. So mm-hmm. um, that I, was <laughs> I was into Pokemon um, cards. I was into WWF Smackdown. Yeah, yes. I was in the fifth grade. Um, the was Rock the was very world. popular. The Rock? Yeah, The Rock yeah. was mm-hmm. really popular. Um, Stephanie McMahon, mm-hmm. Triple H. Um, we had just got a PlayStation, so I was Whooping ass on Tekken, twisted metal. Ooh, twisted um, metal is my game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly wasn't dealing with much discrimination. It was more so just me just being a kid and just knowing that I was different, but still, um, you know, me being different didn't separate me from my siblings. Like we still had our things in common, so um, that was that. But six through, um, six, yeah, six sixth grade through eighth grade, that was very much trying to figure out who I am. I came out around that time. um, I definitely could not hide who the person was that was growing inside of me. Mannerisms were changing. Of course, puberty hit. I was just real, um, real spicy (laughs) (laughs) weren't we (laughs) all just experiencing boys and boys finding me interesting so like that whole experience was just something else Um, having to explain that to my mom um, and I honestly I just remember between ages 13 to 14 just being misunderstood that's probably the one thing I did not if I had to like go through my life that would probably just be a time where I did not like and it was more so just trying to prove who I am to people being misunderstood not having control of my emotions and um, just a lot of crying mm. yeah bullying all that other stuff yeah I feel like that
0: age is difficult for everyone that isn't even I feel like people that are the standard pull but right. I think especially when you're like outside of the outside of the bubble yeah, it it's was, very difficult because you're like I know what I'm feeling and you also know that whatever you're feeling however you're existing might not conform with whatever society. And being a child society. you don't
3: really know how to express it. Make it make sense. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. like and we could say express all day but like you you know when you have a parent from the islands or just black parents period. Right. What you're saying needs to make sense. What you're doing or who you're displaying to me needs to make sense to Right. Me. And it just goes back and to that's the important
0: like, part. It needs to make sense to, to them. To them.
3: And the thing is it's like no I'm the child. You're the adult. Help me make it sense to myself, so then that, that way I could right. explain it to, it, it to you. Right. right. If but, I don't know yeah. who I am,
1: how the hell are you explain <laughs> it to
3: tell you? Right. So I dealt with with that.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you talked about going back to Plantation High School and cheering, mm-hmm. but when you were actually in high school, I know that you were the first varsity male cheerleader there, right? Right. What was that like for you? Oh, that
3: experience was fun. I had just got. Uh, That whole middle school phase, I was going to a new school. It was predominantly um, mixed. So you had some black, you had some white, some Hispanic, a few Asian. So it wasn't just all black. So that was a plus for me. Um, I mean, of course, people would still have little things to say. But overall, I think cheerleading was the perfect outlet for me to express myself as a person and um, somewhat... Identify with who I was feeling on the inside. Mm-hmm. Cheerleading was just amazing. I love the uniform. I love that I was popular with most of the girls. Um, uh, it was just a beautiful thing. I, I just enjoyed it. I felt like if I can't do anything else, I could ease my way in and, and be that girl that I always knew I was. I, was just, I was
0: just going to ask you that. Was cheering one of your first experiences where you felt like you were one of the girls. Yeah, I
3: definitely um, enjoyed that. And then I love the fact, too, that I was the only person like myself. You know, right. I always, even now, I feel like, you know, all these other women are the same. Uh, mm. But as a trans person, you know, I can take something that people see as negative and turn it positive. Like, I I enjoy knowing that I'm the only one opposed to it being so many of you guys over there. So, right. Um, I don't know. It was just an amazing experience. That's one thing. That I will never regret um, even my cheerleading coach, just her being open minded, because she could have easily been like, Well, no, we're not having boys, but it wasn't that way. So um, I thank her for even giving me that outlet, you know, to just be able to express myself in a way that most people around my age who were going through situations um, wouldn't exactly be able to. Yeah
1: and I mean how awesome is it that your training coach was like cognizant enough and, and just decent enough to allow you to be on the team and not mm-hmm. give you any like bullshit behind it
3: nope she, she based it strictly off talent and that was mm-hmm. something I did have
1: so I was glad that it was you know there <laughs> across the board what's one piece of advice that you would give to your old self looking back
3: to young you young you mm-hmm. advice that I would give is to just love yourself Mm -hmm. regardless of what family may think people may think love yourself don't second guess yourself Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like a lot of times me not loving myself kind of opened the door for people to disrespect me whether Mm -hmm. it was past relationships or family members like disagreeing or disapproving with who I am as a woman. And, you know, I feel like when you have that door open, people feel like it's their duty to voice their opinion about you, or, you know, that they can come in and play in your face, or, you know, things like that. So I just, my advice to my younger self would just to be like, go full force. Do you love yourself enough? Um, because people aren't going to love you. And I feel like through these past years, that's what I've been doing. Honestly, just rebuilding um, the love that I've longed for. I think sometimes when it comes to dating or um, just choices that I made when I was older, it stemmed from me. Not exactly having the same childhood that other people were afforded, mm-hmm. or not having that same love and affection at home that others were afforded. So, I would just settle for certain shit in relationships or friendships, and kind of just feel like you know, this, you know, I'm supposed to get you know less than what I deserve. So, mm-hmm. I would probably just, just say, just to love yourself more. Mm-hmm.
1: What does that like look like in practice? Because <clears throat> Like, we always hear, just love yourself, you know, show up for yourself, but how do you do that? Like, how do you actually put that into practice where you're, that's your value, but you're living it every day?
3: For me, it would be holding my own self accountable first, because I feel like that's one thing that we don't do. Um, That is. If I loved, just like, I'm your friend, so... I wouldn't love you if I didn't hold you accountable and tell you about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we don't do it to ourselves. It's times where I literally have to just sit maybe on a ride, driving home from work, or, you know, getting up in the morning before I actually get up and just reflect about, you know, my goals for the week, certain situations or people that I've dealt with or things that have gotten me into certain situations. I literally have to tell myself, like, I? you have to do better. You know, the odds are already against you what can we do to reverse that or what can we do to, you know, make good within ourselves. And I hold myself accountable. I hold myself accountable for the choices I've made, the people that I've held, um, I'm sorry, the people that I've entertained, um, people that I may have done wrong or not necessarily have done good by. I just make sure that I hold myself accountable for all those things. And... Um, I just set the standard for myself. I feel like when it comes to trans women, we don't get the respect that we deserve. People treat us by how society, you know, says we should be treated. So I make sure that if someone's affording me that opportunity to treat me by what they think or how they think I should be treated, I hold them accountable. Mm. I tell myself, like, if if you love you like you say you do, you wouldn't entertain that, Mm. whether it's on the, the job or... That means if someone disrespects you and a lot of people may not want to go there because it's like, I don't want to make a big deal. You no, you should. If you, if you love yourself, then stand up for yourself. Hold that person accountable. Um, you could be dating somebody and they just aren't giving you what you need. Right. Don't settle and just be like, well, you know, eventually he will change. Tell him. And if right. they aren't, then you need to be loving yourself enough to know that I'm not going to deal with him. Goodbye. You know, it may hurt, but I love myself so much that it'll pass. So I, I just try to do that every day, and whether it could be the smallest things or the largest things, you just have to love yourself and step out of yourself. It's almost like you're taking care of a dog. I was, a child you know, something. I was gonna
0: say my friend actually is in therapy, and he was saying that the thing his his therapist has taught him is you have to treat yourself almost like you're the parent and mm-hmm. the child exactly. so you have to raise yourself the way you would have liked to been raised like yeah. do everything for yourself eat those vegetables go to that gym go no, to that doctor right. go to bed on time go to bed on time get yeah. up you know uh, don't let allow that person to talk to you that way don't allow that person to treat you that like you have to parent yourself that's yeah. so
1: true like that, you, that you. Exactly. when you said that i was like it's wow. really new. It, 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 it is it's because it's I, I don't think a lot of people like it that way. That you are, you're the owner of the business, and, <laughs> right. you, and, you're, the and yeah. you're the customer. You're the customer, you, and you have to do it all. And I think people just they think that's just gonna like be like auto drive. Once I get this, this right. will fall into place. Or right. I'm in a relationship now, so I know this is gonna happen. Or that's I got this job, so jobs, this is gonna happen. But and no, it, it doesn't. It it's doesn't not. work that and the way. The thing
3: too is that I also had to learn is that I, I'm not responsible for how people view me mm. do me treat me whatever mm. only thing I'm responsible for is just being a genuine human being and loving and respecting everybody but I can't beat myself up about how other people feel about me that's real so and that's a, that's the one thing that I think we do a lot it's like if you're in a relationship and you know this person um, feels some type of way or, or isn't happy or, or is treating you a certain type of way it's like you can't stress about why they see you that way or, you know, what are you going to do for you? Mm Right. And, you know, I just, honestly, I just try to live by that. I feel like once I, I decided to be public with who I am and offer advice to people or, you know, take the role on as being an advocate, I had to say, okay, you're giving out advice, but are we living by these same, you know, um, things that you're giving to everybody else. Right. And that's how I just keep myself in check every time. Absolutely. It's like, what advice would you give the next girl? Absolutely.
0: So, now that you are grown, Mm -hmm. right, we're always growing, but you are grown, (laughs) Um, what's important to you as you continue to grow as a woman? Like, what what are the values or things that you want to hold for yourself? What's important to Amaya? Mm,
3: That's important to me. Family is important. Self-love, self-respect. I would love to get that same thing in return from someone else, someone who sees me outside of just being a trans person and simply just... Amaya. Amaya, right. Um, A career and, you know, me being 31, I don't even know what I want to do. And it's so crazy because when you're younger, you have an idea of what you want to do. When you're in college, you kind of have an idea of what you want to do. But I know that I want to do something involved around helping others, public speaking, advocating, whatever. I'm not exactly sure what role I need to take to get there, but right. I'm working towards that. So I would definitely want clarity. Um, clarity in my career. I guess just a little more clarity about what it is I am put on this earth to do. Right. And um, What else? I don't know. <laughs> I think those are awesome. Those are, they are. <clears throat>
1: I mean that's you gave me. a lot he and did. the fact the fact that you're cognizant of that is growth right there that's and, more and, and than the first step. It's, the it's definitely answer. the answer that you are moving in a direction that's positive. Absolutely.
0: Now, we've discussed, you know, significant other men's and stuff. Men's. <laughs> men's. Uh, we have this thing on Grown Up Gay where we ask people what's their preference and right. what's their type, right? Because usually people be like, oh, my type, he got to be 6'3", That is da 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 and it's like, know. right? Uh, those are preferences. Right. So, type is character, you know, he's listening, he's he's a great listener, he's... Very honest. He's hardworking. Mine. So, if we were to ask you, if anyone out there is listening, uh, <laughs> what what is your type, and then what are your preferences?
3: My type ugh. character. My type is just someone who's loving, and people love to so say that. You know, I'm a loving person but they don't love themselves Mm. so i need you can i get amen i'm I'm trying to tell you i have thought about this stuff over and over and over so many times but um just someone who's loving and that means you loving yourself enough to go for that particular woman that you want despite the odds and how society sees you um because I feel like if you love yourself enough, you're going to give yourself what you deserve. There you go. And I am a prize. There so, go. a good man deserves me. So, <laughs> um, that's one thing. <laughs> I think shit. <laughs> you said that. You said that. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, my preference, honestly, I really don't have a preference. I feel like too many preferences eliminates different um, Chances of you meeting that person. Standard. So I don't like to say you gotta be this, you gotta be that. I dated short, Tom, whatever. Um, I.
1: Well, what won't you date? Okay, I'm about so to say. if, <laughs> if, if so, <laughs> I won't
3: date, um, keep it funky. Yes. I won't date someone <laughs> who is an open-minded someone who. Can't love me like you would any other woman, if not better. I want to be treated better than any other woman, whether she's trans, cisgender, lesbian, whatever. I want to be treated above all of them. Right. Um, You know, better than all of them. So, I just won't date someone who doesn't have an open mind and someone who can't think for themselves. If your friends and your family and society play a major role on who you love and how you express your love, I'm not the girl for you. I don't care how much money you got, how you look. Right. It, it just, it's not going to work for me. Right. I thrive off of love more than anything else. And, you know, um, so it would be bad. What else? What? I... Bad hygiene. Is that a, yeah, that a... bad hygiene is a no. <laughs> Someone who is disrespectful to people in general is mm, a no. Yeah. That's one of my no's too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. being disrespectful to your family or strangers are just, it's a no. Yeah. Um, Someone who isn't open to understanding about my background and my past is a no. I feel like if you love me and want to be with me, you have to know where I came from. You got to also learn and accept that that little boy back in Fort Lauderdale and everything that he went through made it possible for you to enjoy this woman that you see today. Mm, So a lot of people can't process that either. You know, it's like they just want to see... The girl on Instagram and it's like, it's so much more to me than that. Right. So, if you can't grasp that concept, it's a no. Um, Someone who's just, who looks at me as a fetish, definitely Ooh, no. no. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So, that's a no. You
0: are not a trophy. You, you uh, are a real life person. Exactly. A, a whole, crying, person. A whole that, person. That is yeah. a no,
3: for sure. And, um, it's not too, I'm not like... Well, that's I a said, good thing. Li- I yeah. mean, you, <laughs> You you set the boundaries. So that's that's the I a, think a, everything else I can work with and I, I think also too is what we gotta remember is that um, we all adjust in one way or another. So you may have True. this this kind of list but it's it's one thing that outshines or one quality about that person that outshines so many right. of the uh, right. <laughs> so you and that person um, begin to merge and adapt. Right. Like, you know, sort of the guy I'm dating is kind of a slob, but he knows that I'm a neat freak. He'll I'm tidy a, up more. I'll tidy up because you I know. want to be with her, and I know that's what she like. Right. So we kind of, it's like a You make it work. Yeah. Yeah,
0: make it work. So we've learned a lot about you in this interview so far. It's a pleasure to have you this far. Thank you. But what is next for Aliyah?
3: Next for me, I'm hoping to leave. Not hope. Well, I am. I'm looking forward to leaving retail and getting um, a job dealing with uh, maybe nonprofit organizations or anything um, relatively close to um, helping trans women of color. So whether it's me like working for the health department or just getting in those cracks and crevices where a lot of these big corporations can't necessarily get to or just... Reach them, maybe like if it's community trans outreach or something. Right. I just want to be involved in something like that. I, I want to come home every day and just be so excited to get right back to work right. because it's something that I love and it reflects something, something that I feeds know. you, yeah. right? So yeah. I'm yeah. in the works of looking for something like that. I want my YouTube channel to explode to the point to where like I'm just a household. And it no, will. Will. It, it will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely will. Um, love potentially in the future maybe becoming a foster parent that's something I've been thinking about a lot that's beautiful and just constantly inspiring people I mean I I want the success but I want it I want the success but I don't want to lose who I am as a person Mm. and I don't want to um I want the success, but I want it to come with me always being able to represent trans women in a positive light. You know, opportunities will come, but people want you to, you know, conform to what society has a vision of how trans women act And I'm not looking for that type of thing. I want to, you know, show the world that there are girls who are different than, you know, how you guys may view us, and I just wanted to be genuine and authentic and hope that it will like change the perspective and the narrative you want to um, shift the shift the needle yeah Absolutely. definitely shift Absolutely.
0: it Absolutely. well Amaya
3: thank you so much for sitting so down, down nice. with us it's
0: nice. uh, been special. such a pleasure getting to know you and learn more about you uh,
3: mm-hmm. where do you want the people to follow you where can oh, they reach so, you um, you can find me on Facebook at Amaya Johns A-M-I-Y-H J-O-N-N-S My Instagram and YouTube are the same, all about Amaya, all one word. Um, You can um, DM me. I do respond to all of my messages. Um, I respond on YouTube. If you see a video and you like it, please share it, subscribe. And if you know someone who's trans or you might not know much about them, take that um, that time to reach out to them, ask them what they think about it, what they care about. And um, you just, you never know, like, how you may change someone's day or whatever, protect trans women, and uh Amen.
0: Really Amen. Well, <laughs> Thank you so
3: much. Thank it's you, much It's been Mike. a pleasure. I love you. Thank you. I love you too,
0: we hope you all enjoyed that interview. Thank you so much to Amaya for uh, coming by after work and sitting down with us and uh, allowing us to just talk and, and and express and learn and grow with her. Um, it was a great interview. Amaya was so much fun to, to get to know and get to interview. So thank you so much Amaya for stopping by and speaking with us. Um, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right with y'all.
1: Hey, you guys, it's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G R O W I N U P G A Y underscore, and our Instagram is G R O W N U P G A Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show, and we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode. The wind down, ladies and
0: gentlemen, it's time for the wind down. Um, So for this week, well, if this is your first time listening to the show, the wind down is our celebrity slash slash social media based portion of the show. It's uh, where we discuss things that are going on in politics, pop culture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so for this week, we're going to start with a little bit of controversy. You know, T.S. <laughs> um, Madison, uh, she's going to be appearing on uh, Nicki Minaj's Queen Radio for a, uh, a, a, a a takedown of Wendy Williams of sorts. Um, and what I'm addressing is uh, an IG post that Nicki made that was quite transphobic. Um, and the question that was asked, shout out to Denver of the B. Scott show, a.k.a. underscore just denver on Twitter. Um, he asked this question. I thought it was uh, pertinent to be discussed, right? It says, can someone from the community help me understand if it's acceptable or not for T.S. Madison to co-sign and participate in calling Wendy Williams a man? Uh, Nicki Minaj's post says, hashtag Queen Radio starts in two and a half hours. We would be discussing million-dollar ringgate, giving away... Uh, Fendi Prince on which is her collaboration With Fendi Um, uh, Many surprises plus Two segments called Wendy you're a grown ass man dog And everyone (laughs) wants a queen radio Um, And then under that T.S. Madison who is a trans woman uh, Said LOL At Wendy Wendell Bartholomew Orenthal Rufus Clyde Theotis Pookie Eldova James and the giant peach Hezekiah Walker Williams (laughs) <laughs> um. So I I just wanted to say, um, I think it's quite disgusting that T. S. Madison is allowing a check to cloud her view and her uh, her stance, if you will, on this. Um, I get it, Nikki is Nikki Minaj. Uh, it's quite a platform you're opening yourself up to, an audience that you're introducing yourself to. But at the end of the day is misgendering someone or participating Mm. in the misgendering of someone or participating using trans transness as a joke worth all that, especially as a trans woman. I think it's setting, um, setting the community back for someone who is such a, uh, visible trans person to participate in this for the sake of, you know, shits and giggles, especially because Wendy hasn't like personally attacked TS. Mm -hmm. Um, she hasn't like come for the community. There's ne- especially and and also it's such a lazy read. Like, let's call a thing what it is. There's a million ways you can read Wendy without misgendering or using transness as the brunt of a joke. It's punching down in my personal opinion. And Madison has more range than that. So I would expect I don't I wouldn't expect better from Nikki, unfortunately, but I would expect better better from Madison, especially as someone that walks in those shoes and shares that experience. What are your thoughts, friend?
1: Whew. I mean, baby, the way you just the way you just said that, I I think, um, no, seriously, I would agree with that statement. Um I do think that when T S Madison responds this is gonna be like very underwhelming. Mm. I don't I don't see her owning this situation for the severity of what it is. Oh, absolutely at the end of not. the day what we're talking about is someone who calls themselves a trans advocate. They say that they 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 advocate for trans and queer people, but at the same hand they're misgendering someone online and it's and 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 queer people are always fighting. Specifically trans people are always fighting for the correct reporting mm-hmm. of trans people when things mm-hmm. happen to them and for us and for them to not be misgendered. Um, so I think it's important that when you stand on that platform and you're sounding off and you're saying, Hey, do not misgender me, respect me. You have to do the same thing. Even if it's in spite to come for someone that is a pop culture phenomenon, even those people have to be respected in that way. Right. And I don't think that Wendy Williams gets a pass just because she's this huge talk show host. Absolutely I don't, not I don't think no. that.
0: Like, there's so much to read Wendy on. Yeah. Like, what do, you, do you want to start with her feet? Do you want to start with the fact that she's built, like, the letter P? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, there, you could have, like, you and you could have been malicious and gone a million other ways. I just feel like it's a lazy read. And as a girl from uh, South Florida, Madison, you know better. Like, we, yep. if it's one thing we can do is read. Yeah. So, do better, sis. Um yeah. Speaking of Queens That Rap, (laughs) uh, Cardi B. (laughs) Um, So Cardi B, I'm just going to like rename her Nuck if you (laughs) buck. I don't know what like just, okay. So, you know, Cardi was, you know, online minding her business and others because that's what she does. Um, And there were a few barbs. Oh, look at that. Uh, minding her business as they always do um, and essentially told her to pull up Mm. they were going back and forth on social media and the barb said well says pull up this is where we at so Cardi pulled up (laughs) um I've seen a lot of takes in regard to this. Uh, A lot of people saying, oh my God, imagine being a celebrity and pulling up, you know, is she on drugs? Uh she's, you know, should be more mature than this. She, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Here's my thing. Y'all love to talk shit. And then when the person you're talking shit to pulls up, there's there's all these, especially the gays. I'm gonna call it what it is. Like, you niggas is mad pussy. Like, y'all talk so much shit online. And then when y'all see each other at these events and these prize and these this, this, y'all stand across the room from each other and just stare. And then you get back on Twitter and it's like, like, <laughs> maybe because I'm a nigga that grew up fighting. But like, if you say something to me, which is why I, I don't get an, into it on social media. I don't do the whole back and forth thing, even in regard to Stan stuff. I'm like, okay, girl, get and keep it moving. Because... Not that like I'm Rambo and I beat everybody's ass But I don't do the whole back and forth Throw shade I'ma read you etc etc thing Let's just fight In the great words of Jackie Christie Mm -hmm. So like stop threatening this woman Stop coming for this woman Granted Cardi should be paying all of this Because she is very wealthy Right She shouldn't Mm -hmm. be searching her name And looking for the drama But like if you keep coming to my front door Eventually I'm gonna open that bitch And when I open it, don't be surprised.
1: Yep. I agree. I just think that it's like, these are real people that we're dealing with. Absolutely. These aren't like robots. They have real emotions. They see this shit. And we have to stop trying to hold them to like a different level of, you know, accountability. Now, I do agree that, hey, for example, when Lizzo... Um, charged up her her base to go after that um, that girl. Uber Eats driver Uber or whatever Eats, yeah. the person was that delivered her food that she had wrongfully accused him and then and then the woman sued her i do think that celebrities do have a certain level of um of influence that that, that they oh, have to be mindful mindful of that but at the end of the day you just can't be on here saying what the fuck you want to say about people and think that you won't get ran up on
0: right and y'all also can't, like, and, th- and the thing that kills me is people talk about being real. You know, people love to say they not, I'm not that girl. Don't da-da-da-da-da. Like, everyone is so big and bad. But, like, whenever Cardi acts the way that y'all claim y'all are, then all of a sudden she's all of these things. So it's like, what is it, sis? Are you about that life? Or do you just claim, or you just do you just talk shit online? Because mm. if you're just one of the girls that want to talk shit online, that's cute. Do that. But when other when one of the girls that that puts hands on you niggas pu- pulls up, don't be surprised if you get your ass beat. And then sure enough, when Cardi did pull up, the Barb's were very silent. The added, you know, Ooh. the energy changed, all the the rowdy rah rah, you know that. The, and granted, these were some, you know, they were a wash in general. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it had it been a different set of Barb, Cardi probably would have been fighting <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> but the point is keep the same fucking energy and, yeah. and whatever the same thing with Nikki, when Nikki was talking all the shit and then Cardi ran up on her, y'all had all these, this, this, these words for, for, um, for Cardi and all these things that she was, et cetera, et cetera. But like, it, it, st- you can't keep poking the bear And then when the bear swings Like just because the bear is in a pretty cage Doesn't mean it's not a bear Like It's like she, Cardi is still who Cardi is And I like I said Me personally I would not be searching my own name And like even giving anybody The attention That they're looking for Me personally That's not what I would do I've never been that kind of person I've had people try to bait me into things On social media before And I pay it But for the ones that don't pay it, don't be surprised. <laughs> like You're asking for it. Eventually, you're going to get it. Um, so that's that Period. on that.
1: Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: in, in some uh, more uh, distinguished news, uh, recently the Black Music Honors happened for, if I'm not mistaken, the first time in Atlanta. Uh, Black Music Honors, I'll be very honest, I've never heard of this before. Never
1: heard of it, until. And apparently,
0: this is the fourth year or the fifth the year. The fourth that
1: one, I was like, Whoa, really? Right, okay. we're the first three, Says <laughs> I think, I think it's because they got some really good sponsorship this year, uh, that's, why we, that's why we knew about it.
0: Well, it was hosted by Latoya Luckett and um Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley, I forgot his name yeah. for a second. Uh, which Latoya actually did a really good job.
1: Latoya should have hosted it on her own,
0: yes. Thank you. I thought the same she, thing, she, she did a was really so good she did a really good job. Uh, she was very personable, very fun. Uh, Ricky was a little <laughs> a little at the time. yeah. Um, but overall, I watched the, the show. It was uh, posted on Black Music Honor's YouTube page, mm-hmm. and I watched the full thing. It was like an hour long, and it was actually really, really good. Um, I know Malik watched as well, so let's just discuss the tributes that we care about. There
1: were some other ones, but I'm not going <clears> to <throat> go over them because we don't care about them. Yolanda Adams. Tribute was awesome. Um, Ke- Kelly Price did her thing, but I didn't realize that Kelly Price didn't have that much range in her voice. She's definitely an alto. <laughs> um, when it was time to get to the climax, she had to pull out, um, and I was disappointed. I wish there would have gotten a singer that really had the range to really execute Yolanda's song and you, give it the justice uh, that it deserved. Because Kelly didn't do it.
0: You, uh, you know what? Big, I, I, big, I big voice,
1: it. but not, don't don't have the range, baby. I appreciate why they got
0: Kelly cuz Yolanda does have a warmer tone. So it was nice yeah. to hear somebody execute certain portions of that the, of of the uh that vocal well. Um but I do agree there was uh there was some singing done. By. There was some singing
1: done, but when it came to the big parts, the climaxes, yeah. the the memorable sections of that song, I felt like she could not execute because she just did not have that upper chest that Yolanda has. That's true. That's true. Um, and um, the, the young girl, uh, what's her name? Jacqueline? Yes. She sang Down. Down to me she was the gospel well no Leandria was the best no Leandria
0: but, let me tell you Leandra, Leandria made me stand up I was literally yeah. in my bed and there was a yeah. portion of it where she's like
2: ah, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: like she's doing some kind of like rifting yeah. that was real raggedy what I just did she was doing some kind of like rifting <laughs> I had to call myself <laughs> out cause that <laughs> that wasn't what she was doing um, but she was doing <laughs> some kind of rifting at one point, and I had to—I literally stood up, like, "What? Um, what is? What is?" Yeah, Leandria Le- got down. Yeah, Leandria was singing, like mm-hmm. she saying. But that I young like girl, she's saying she, sang she back. can sing. The oh young yeah, girl sings
1: back. She and sings that, back as well. That and young she's a anointed. great. She's I don't remember her name. She's a great worship leader. I you feel, can tell she's a good worship leader.
0: Absolutely. I feel bad because I, I have an article up that I thought had all the names on it, but it doesn't. I'm transparent. <laughs> um, but yeah. Then there was a Tamia tribute. Ooh. So the Yolanda Adams tribute was great all around. Then there was a Tamia tribute. That um, Tamia tribute was? Done by uh, Melanie Fiona and Kiki
1: Wyatt. What were your thoughts? Uh, Kiki should have stayed at home. What? Kiki. Ke- Kiki did not, Kiki didn't even know the words to the song. If you watch that performance and you look at Tamiya's face and you look at Kiki, she was forgetting the words of the fucking song. And Tamiya's face was going up the entire time. People weren't really paying attention. Kiki did not know the words to that song. She was forgetting a lot of words. And she, Kiki was literally on stage, key, like, keying about it. Like, trying to like joke it off. And I was embarrassed for her. Yes, she slayed it at the end. Yes, she hits the high notes. Yes, she did all of the all of the vocal whips and all of those tricks. Sure. Kiki always does that. She always does that. That's nothing new. But did she capture the essence of that song? Hell no. Did she that mm. You Put a Move in my heart is such a staple. And it's a song that has so many dynamics and so much just passion You know what It's, it's, it's it has, a very it, musical It's it, a very musical song and it, Hold on It has
0: dynamics And this is gonna be In regard to your Your point Yeah But what it has More than dynamics Is vocal structure And Technique That's a very Especially because It's it's Since it is Tamiya And Tamia is a very Technical singer A very yeah. clear singer A very Yeah um, Purposeful singer uh, right she's not a wild rifter runner she's not a hit every high noter no she is a balanced like really she's a vocalist like a good vocalist and i think i will agree with you that like uh kiki (laughs) and it's funny because the the reason why i was really silent is because there's a rehearsal clip where kiki is looking at the lyrics on her phone (laughs) and i was like how do you not know the lyrics till you put a move on my heart like it's like it's not like everyone, I thought everyone knew that song. I thought so too. Right. But um, I still enjoyed Kiki's performance. Uh, I actually appreciate it more because I, I, I watched it like three times. The more I removed my expectations from the performance, because in my head, when I think of You Put a Move in My Heart, I hear Tamiya. Like I think of Tamiya's, the way Tamiya sings it. But the more I just listened to it as a cover, like cause I, I appreciated that because, and Kiki did rein herself in quite a lot in my personal opinion. I think she tried to be very technical and very clear. And I think that may have been where some of the disconnect was, uh, because I think she was trying to focus on not being just Kiki. And then at the end, the just Kiki came out (laughs) because it was kind of like, well, girl, I'm just, I'm I'm Kiki. I can't not Kiki. Um, but I, I personally wanted to focus on Melanie Fiona. Um, I love Melanie Fiona. I adore her. Um, one of my favorite Canadians. Mm-hmm. Such a, t- a talented Caribbean legend. Well, not legend yet, but I, I I say all that to say I really enjoy Melanie Fiona. It was great to see her because she's one of those people that is so freaking talented that we don't really see much of, um, if at all, really. Um, and it was good to see her. She did a really good job. I wish they would have given her a little bit more time.
2: Agreed. Um,
0: because you can tell she really wanted to, like, sing, sing, but, like, they had, you know... Cut the song to to you know adhere to time, Uh, but it was really good to to uh, to hear and see her, and I thought she did a great job.
1: Agreed, I thought she did a great a great job, and I just wish we could have heard a little bit more of the song because I felt like it was rushed.
0: It was, it Mm was. They they kind of sped through it. Um, now, (laughs) (laughs) the escape tribute.
1: Ooh, every man wants a woman. Okay,
0: so... (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I already know you're going. I cannot.
0: I don't know who the fuck called at 702. (laughs) Who called those girls But bitch, you should have dialed 911 because security! (laughs) Security. Security! (laughs) They were bad. (laughs) Y'all...
1: They were bad. They were bad.
0: So there was an escape tribute um, with the <laughs> vocal stylings <laughs> of <laughs> June's Diary and 702. Let's start with a positive. Yes. June's Diary's phenomenal. Oh yeah. They sang better than escape. Down. And I will fight anyone on that. Ashley. Like I know, if I was Candy, I would have been personally offended because how you just gonna kill me? And I'm sitting in the audience. Like Ashley brought (sighs) so
1: much life to that verse,
0: so much. And we're talking every man wants a like Ashley saying that shit like comfortably, Mm
1: -hmm. clearly, clearly with With resonance
0: to her tone, warmth to her tone, Mm -hmm. like not that scratchy, you know,
2: sad shit
0: that Candy. No shade does, but Ashley sang the fuck out of uh, out of uh, uh, just kicking it. Great perf- all the ladies that are Chris uh, Christop- always sings, always sings. That young lady sings back, and it it just really it really confirmed for me that we joke about June's diary a lot about you know Kelly Rowland leaving them you know
1: for dead for
0: dead <laughs> <'Cause> she did. <dead. laughs> But those ladies are fucking talented And if they had the right material Which I will say They released a song last year That was actually one of my favorite songs I'm gonna Let me pull it up Because uh, I love that song What's it called? Man? I don't remember the name uh, It's called um. It's called Take Me Take me Yes
1: Take me to take the island
0: Yes That was my shit um, So yeah They did a phenomenal job Honestly like no cap, they sang... They, I think they did t- like uh, a mixture of tonight and just kicking it. Yep. And honestly, both were better than I've ever heard Escape do
1: it. Ever. And the even ladies the, even, of Escape can the, sing. Even the,
0: the the recording. Even like even the recording that tonight vocal sounded like one one or two people instead of five. It would the it was fucking phenomenal. Like no gas, no. I'm not lying. I do not stand them. This is not like. Any kind of cap. If you have the time, please go check out Black Music Honors as a whole. But you can really just go to the Escape performance um, uh, with June's Diary and just appreciate how, especially because people always talk about how these days we don't have singers. We don't have vocalists. So it's nice to hear a group of young ladies that can really fucking sing. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to June's June's Diary. and Shout out to them for not giving up because, bitch, I would have a long time ago. Now, not up. onto someone who or someone's who probably should have just gave up seven oh fucking two. Now I don't know if like I don't know why anyone tapped and when they when they introduced um seven oh two to do the tribute I said really I was like oh okay that's interesting and I know um I know Mila can sing. Can she? Yeah, she's a brown skin one.
1: No, I'm fine. Yeah, she can sing. I'm just being silly.
0: <laughs> yeah, she can sing, right? Now <laughs> the other
1: two ladies. Oh my gosh. Um Irish and <laughs> Nisha. What's their names? I was looking them up.
0: Irish Grinstead. Oh, they're sisters. <laughs> they're sisters. Irish Grinstead. And, um, LaMisha Grinstead.
1: Wow.
0: So. <laughs> Irish. Okay. So I'll give Irish this much, this much. Um, she's the one that kind of looks like a Braxton now.
1: Yeah. She looks like Tracy.
0: Don't, don't she? I thought so too. She tried and she sounded, she, did. she sounded she, like there, she had some decent moments, um, but you can also tell she was either like very nervous Or just very uncomfortable Which Given you know it's been a while for them They're not you know very you know Active in the in the industry I can understand But,
1: but she my tried my question it, is could either of them ever sing
0: But you know what Irish Wasn't the worst of the, the, the Vocals she like and especially because I kind of feel like they gave her too many parts there's only three of them, so I kind of felt like they were like, okay, how do we split this up to where it's, like, somewhat fair? And I personally felt like they should have let Mila <laughs> drive <the> a boat. <laughs> they should have given her the keys to, to steer <laughs> and, and drive the car. Um, but they were kind of, like, trying to... I, but I just felt like they gave Irish too much at once. Misha... <laughs> Let me (laughs) chagrin,
1: (laughs) y'all. But you are over the tickled silly. Oh, y'all, when she started. (laughs) Oh y'all, y'all yeah. was oh, really bad, y'all. She please. really did. Oh my god, it was god. really bad. <laughs> Do me I a favor. I promise you, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. He's not exaggerating. It was painful watching it. It was painful,
0: like, especially because I know she knows she can't say
1: it. She. <laughs> that you know what, I was thinking that. I was like, this woman knows. She knows. She knows. She, she, sing. Know she, can't she knows. <laughs> She knows my nigga, like she knows, you can see
0: like she it was on singing, like she was singing, like bitch, I ain't supposed to be doing this, but I need a part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: I have never seen such a look of <laughs> yeah. defeat.
2: Even
0: the, even just like her face, the faces oh. she was making as she was singing, like she Man. was like I ain't supposed to be doing this but you know they gave me the mic and this is my part so y'all just bear with me for these 35 seconds <laughs> <laughs> until Mina takes back on. The yo I promise y'all if you need a laugh please go watch that it, Okay, so do you remember when Cassie performed on 106 in Park
1: I've been <laughs> waiting so long I'm here to answer your call call call, that, call. that's a legendary performance <laughs>
0: It was, like, that, but, like, worse. Worse, because there's so much expectation for you to be singing "Escape" first of all, and then you're at the Black Music Honors, which, for all intents and purposes, everyone that was in that room, as far as being honored, is actually very talented. Yeah. And everyone else that has been on stage... Was very talented. You know how usually whenever BET, I'm sorry, I'm like literally in tears. You know how like (laughs) usually whenever BET Awards or VH1 or Grammys or anyone is doing like a tribute, they pick like these fair weather people or like these popular but not that good people. And we're always like, oh, so-and-so should have done the the tribute. This show has the people that should be doing the tributes. Except for (laughs) 702. And I feel really bad for Mila because Mila is still it. Mila is still bodied. She looked great, and she sounded really good. So it's like, damn! Like she has no support because here are these two girls who, like I said, Irish tried, but Lamisha, bitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. And I don't. I promise you, I don't mean to wear her out. Bless her heart. I love one of my girls as my shit. Like I, I promise you, they just should not have let her sing. Yeah,
1: I agree. At least not by
0: herself. Maybe you can hide that in a harmony if they can even harmonize. I'm sorry. When you have vocals that week, you can't even harmonize. I don't even know if they can harmonize. But I promise, yo, it was... I I, I promise, y'all, just go watch the... Honestly, (laughs) go watch it solely for LaMisha because there was nothing funnier than when the camera panted her during her part because she was like bitch I am not supposed to be doing this her face went up it did it went up it was like oh bitch really like I really have to do this
1: yes like this is your part bitch <laughs> like...
2: <laughs>
0: oh man you but you know shout out to black music honors I would love to be a part of the next <laughs> next year <laughs> in some way <laughs> shape or form if y'all holla at me if y'all need like, uh, uh, uh if you want, uh, you know, grown up gay can be uh, red carpet correspondence. Oh yeah, that'll be awesome. <laughs> we can be, <laughs> we can you know, assist with the performances if y'all need
1: them, because, because <laughs> baby, because the tell y'all booked last year, we definitely can do some evenings and eyes.
0: I live out of it like Lamisha. Let's just pre-record it. It's only thirty okay. seconds, but let's just pre-record it because. <laughs>
1: it's not, this is a no ma'am.
0: Okay, so uh, speaking of Atlanta. Atlanta's reigning jester, T.I., mm. felt the need to get on Robin Fenty's fucking internet and let us know that he is keeping tabs on his 18-year-old daughter's hymen. Why he felt the need to do this, I don't know. Um, on a on his podcast, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is, hold on. Actually, no, 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 no. Um, when speaking on the life hacks episode of the Ladies Like Us podcast, which is hosted by um, Nazanin Mandy, who is the wife of singer M- uh, Miguel Random, Nazanin can sing. She used to be on. Damn, what was that? That damn, what was that show that Nicole Scherzinger was on when she was trying to be? A- uh, anyway, Eden's,
1: Eden's crush. Eden's
0: crush. She was
1: on the oh, show. It, it was w- called, but that that was the name of the group. But the show was called something. WB. Yeah, I don't know. Nazanin
0: Whatever. was in that, just random fact. Um, mm. Who's hosted by, yeah, it's hosted by Nazanine and Nadina, who's a makeup artist. Um, T.I. went on to say this in regard to parenting. I think that most kids, in hindsight, looking back, they always want, uh, they always thank their parents for not allowing them to damage themselves as much as they could have, right? Uh, which opened up, you know, a strict parenting conversation, <clears throat> So when he was asked if he had like conversations with his 511 children, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he brought up the fact that his, for his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, sorry, I mixed that up. For his 18-year-old daughter, Deja, he goes with her every year to a gynecologist uh, to ensure that she's still a virgin. Yeah. He says, uh, the thing is, Deja's 18. She just graduated high school and now she's attending her first year of college, figuring out herself. And yes, not only have we had conversations, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. Those are his words, ladies and gentlemen. So it's the one time we go. I think it's he, so he in, in sharing the experience, he mentioned that at her 16th birthday party, he went up to her and said, Gyno, tomorrow, 9:30. So let's just let's just discuss. The the the, the, num- the numerous ways that T.I. got his daughter and us fucked up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One, mm-hmm. why are you more worried about her hymen than you are her vaginal health? Yeah. Because the literal only reason why you're going with her is to check her hymen.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: one. It's one thing if you genuinely care about your daughter's vaginal health and, like, you go with her to support, you know, she asks you— To go with her and you do so to show support Just you know to make sure that she's Everything is everything Which is if she is a virgin And she is only 18 Why is she even going to a gyno like that I don't think that's Is that normal I don't have a vagina But like I don't think Like I don't I didn't know Like 15 and 16 and 17 year olds Needed like hymen checks At the gyno Second is this not like a hippo? Like, how is he finding this out? Which doctor is like telling him that his 18-year-old daughter's hymen is still intact? Is that like not like a hippo thing? A hippo thing? Like, is that yeah. not, not against <clears throat>
1: the law? You would think so, right? Like, that's... But I guess because he's like the dad, he can get that information, you know? Not if I'm 18. Oh, well, I'm talking about, I guess, before, before she was 18, not if I'm 18 my nigga like you so
0: <clears throat> this of course sparked a lot of controversy online because T.I. of course of all people and you know what kills me about this his son um, Dem- is it Damani on an episode of uh, their show 14 year old Damani was sexually active mm. and he had nothing to say in regard to that So your 14-year-old son can be out here fucking. But your 18-year-old daughter has to keep her hymen intact. There is so much misogynoir and misogyny and just toxic masculinity and honestly pervertedness going on Mm. here. Like, T.I. really needs to gather himself. Especially considering you have two 18-year-olds with different women. You got hood twins, my nigga. Like, your dick has never been intact. You've never kept it to yourself. You still don't. Mind you, he also said, in regard to his wife, Tiny, that her vagina is 50% his. Ooh. While discussing whether or not, like, like how how do you know, if, if say one person doesn't want to have sex and one person does, he said, Well, 50% of that sex box is mine. He owns So it. I'ma do what I wanna do with that sir that sounds like rape
1: um well apparently if a couple is married the man the woman cannot say her husband raped her did you know that
0: uh yes she can T.I. just I don't know if you knew that it's still rape you do not own her she is not a slave she is not property that you can just knock down and rebuild whenever you please so T.I. needs to get the fuck out of here like willfully offering up this information lets me know that he really thought he was doing something right.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: And that might be the worst part about this. It's not like Deja was mad at her daddy and decided to tell us. He told us her business, which now opens her up to so much harassment because there have been men, because Deja is a very beautiful girl. There have been men, not talking about some, I want to take her virginity. Let me take your virginity. All All in her comments, her inboxes, she's had to like shut down all of her Deactivate all of her comments And she's been liking things on Twitter Talking about how disgusting it is And how it's an invasion of privacy etc etc Like why would you put your daughter's business On Front Street like this
1: That's a great question Why would he do that I mean I think he did it because He is blissful in his ignorance And he wants to broadcast The kind of checks and balances That he puts within his family To continue to broadcast his masculinity and broadcast the power that he wields over his family. I think T.I. is intentionally trying to um, just perpetuate this narrative that the man is the one leading the household and what the man says goes and what the man says goes and I I really saw him kind of getting on that bullshit train when I saw him backing the whole Colin Kaepernick Jay-Z thing on The View and he really wasn't able to give any insightful feedback on why he decided to continue to support J.C. It was all very much, well, let's just see what he's going to do. Let's get a man some time. Um, and so I don't think T.I. is anyone that needs to be looked at as to someone that we need to be learning from and or um, looking to be our... Well, I don't think black people would need need to put our faith in, in anyone to be our savior, but Absolutely especially <laughs> T I, especially someone who has proven us time and time again that he does not even respect his own marriage. Okay. I mean, he habitually cheats on his wife and then justifies it with bullshit. And so I think that if that is the moral compass that T I has, then what more can we expect from him? I don't and 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 he cannot be someone charged to lead any type of black equity movement when you're not even building wealth and equity within your own family. You, you don't even respect your daughters and treat them and give them the same respect and privilege that you give your sons. And I think that there's no way that he can be about anything that's about building the community when we see his track record.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's just, it's also fostering a lot of negative, uh, just a lot of negative
1: uh <sighs> I mean it makes his daughter a liar essentially I Not mean Not even that he, I think it's just I think it opens up it that gateway space. because it it, does. it curates it, it curates does. this this dishonest I have to this lie secretive and, and, sh- and, and, and it makes it
0: shameful it makes it does. sex and all it that stuff shameful and deceitful and that is when a lot of people get hurt in regard to sex when they can't freely express explore and experience it it's when they have to hide and 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 creep around. Is when you know you're putting them at more. De- and honestly, I feel like she's gonna need therapy. Like
1: I, she probably already does need therapy. That's what I I'm saying. Mean, like, years of this
0: trash, trash.
1: Years of having a trash, trash.
0: ass day. Trash, just trash. I don't have anything else to say. Ti is trash.
1: Yeah, Ti has been trash, and um, fuck him
0: trash anyway with that being said ladies and gentlemen (laughs) that was it for this week's growing up gay we hope you all enjoyed it please be sure as always to follow us on social media if you want to follow the show you can follow us on instagram at grown up gay g-r-o-w-n up gay uh same thing with twitter it's underscore growing up gay underscore g-r-o-w-i-n up gay um, and on our socials, Malik, you want to tell them where they can find us?
1: Yeah, you can find me at Malik Khalid Yoga, M-A-L-I-K-K-H-A-L-I-D-Y-O-G-A, Yoga. You can follow Vaughn on Instagram at Vonagram. He is slowly but surely posting in for those who... Oh, yeah,
0: follow, I posted on my birthday. He posted on his birthday. A lot of y'all gagged,
1: which is fine. I, I, bitch, I know they gagged. Um, So definitely follow him there and follow him on twitter at underscore vaughn follow me on twitter at um yo malik uh email me at malik at growingupgay.com email vaughn at vaughn at growingupgay.com and this you know share, share the show tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a goddamn friend uh yeah
0: so we hope y'all have a wonderful day a wonderful weekend a wonderful night a wonderful whenever you're listening to this and until next time Peace.